we come we come to you today with some uh, sad news. Uh, Cliff Gustafson, the longtime University of Texas baseball coach, uh, has passed away at the age of 91. Uh, Gustafson won two national championships at Texas, uh, appeared in the College World Series 17 times, won 22 Southwest Conference championships, including strings of nine in a row and then 10 in a row later in his career as well. Uh, Cliff Gustafson uh, passes at 91 years of age. Uh, before Texas, not many people know about this, uh, but uh, Gustafson was a high school baseball coach at South San uh, in San Antonio area, where he won six state championships in 14 years there. Uh, then he went, uh, took a call from Daryl Royal, uh, arriving at the University of Texas uh, in 1969 or 68, I can't remember which, uh, but uh, it takes over the reins there and lasts for another 29 years at the University of Texas. Final record, 1,466 and 377 at the time of his retirement. He was college baseball's winningest uh, head coach of all time. Uh, just a tremendous person uh, and uh, someone that I think everybody uh, is really happy uh, and uh, to, to have known, to be a part of his life. Um, when I was a student at Texas, it was not uncommon for people to go down and sit on the right field line and watch a baseball game either at midweek or in the early afternoon on a weekend, uh, have try to sneak in a beer or two or maybe something else, uh, a little uh, uh, whiskey or what have you, and uh, just watch, sit back and watch a baseball team that was always replete with talent uh, from guys like uh, Roger Clemens through the years, Bert Hooten, uh, Keith Moreland, uh, Brooks Kieschnick, uh, the uh, – guy that was in my era uh, that I'm we're going to talk to later today as well as Scott Bryant uh, later in this broadcast uh, just to get a real feel for uh, what those guys felt uh, as former players uh, for coach Gus um, look uh, the the amount of players that that he produced whether it was Spike Owen or Ron Garden hire Calvin Chiraldi Greg Swindell I mean the list of pro players goes on and on uh, but it was really that consistent excellency that marked Cliff Gustafson in the Texas baseball program. Uh, and I think that's what he'll be known for, uh, at least from the public perspective, perspective uh, as well as anything. Uh, and from a more private, personal perspective, uh, I'm going to talk to uh, some, some of his uh, former players, uh, and hopefully they can give you guys a better feel for that. But uh, if you fly a flag out front, uh, Texas flag out in front of your house. Uh, it should certainly be at half mass today. Uh, Cliff Gustafson uh, passes away at age 91. It is, a, it is a sad day. It was one of those things you kind of knew was coming. I mean, it happens to all of us, but it's just a sad day. Yeah. Um, speaking with Scott Bryant, uh, former baseball player at University of Texas, 1989, Hauser Award winner is college baseball's best player, first round draft pick of the Cincinnati Reds. One of the many, many players that uh, Coach Gus mentored and tutored uh, over his years at the on the 40 acres. Uh, Scott, you and the guys, I know that uh, he meant a lot to you guys. Can you kind of express, you know, what he meant to you and, and to the team as a whole and, and how you guys perceived Coach Gus? Well, he was you know, it, it, for, for a guy from San Antonio, not a, you know, 
not a baseball powerhouse school for, for, you know, personally for him to give me a chance just to come to the University of Texas. I mean, you know, in the 80s and in the 90s, the, if you had a chance to play at the University of Texas, that was the, you know, that was the pinnacle of college baseball. And for him to give basically a no-name guy a chance to come there and play was, was you know, a big honor and, and, and just, uh, you know, it, it meant a great deal to me that he had at least enough confidence in, in me to, to, to give me a shot. And then over the years, um, you know, grew to, to you know, where he and I had this relationship that was kind of up and down at times when I was a sophomore, I wasn't his favorite person. And then, um, but he always gave you a shot, but he, you always knew where you stood. That was the one thing with coach gas is, is he didn't sugarcoat much. Um, if you made a mistake, he was going to let you know about it. But if you, you know, if you did something well, he was going to let you know about that too. And everybody just, you know, he was, he was almost a mythical figure um, until you kind of got to know him just because of the history. Right. Well, you mentioned that 22 Southwest conference championships at one point in time, Scott, Texas won 10 straight conference championships. Um, that is a, uh, feat unheard of or unthought of, uh, today. Um, I think 17 college world series appearance, two national championships, uh, three runner ups, uh, you know, what was it that he did, in your opinion, that was just allowed him to have so much success at the university? He he, you know, he had a way of getting the most out of out of all of his players. He it wasn't his coaching style wasn't for everybody. It he was very hard on people because he expected a lot out of you, and it you know. There were people who it affected positively, and there were people who it affected negatively. Um, but he always got the most out of everyone. And um, after Keish texted me this morning, I was reading, doing some reading online about you know what it was saying about Coach Gasson. And one of the things that in an old article, both Brooks and Doug Hodo had said that that you know Coach Gus had this knack for picking the right person at the right time. And I started thinking about that and, and you know, a, a, a story, a personal story came to, came to my mind when I was a freshman, um, we were playing in the, you know, the, the last Southwest conference series, we were in Arkansas, whoever won that two out of three series, one conference, I hadn't played in a month, probably two and a half weeks at least. And all of a sudden I'm starting <laughs> and ended up getting two hits and hitting a home run. We win the game. Um, we go to Omaha, play Arkansas first game. I'm in the lineup, go four for four. Hadn't made an out against Arkansas. Second game, we're playing Oklahoma State. You know, me being a freshman, four for four last game, I'm playing. Well, Coach Gus puts Lenny Bell in at first base. Lenny Bell hits two home runs. We win the game. So he just had a knack for putting the right people in at the right time. And, you know, call it what you want, but he won. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It, it, it seems like he did win, and he won big, uh, Scott. You know, my my thought on this is uh, I went to Texas. I graduated in 92, so I, I got to see your first or second year. And it felt like he um, embodied that uh, hard work, uh, even the little things matter um, type of baseball coach that so many people grew up to be and emulate through the years, right? Um, there's just no telling how – how many people he affected with his small ball style. But then he also had guys like you and Brooks Kieschnick and, uh, you know, a bunch of other guys that could hit these towering home runs. He, he, you know, his philosophy was, and that was the other thing I was reading was his, his inner squad games were legendary for how long they lasted. And having personally been through a lot of them, I can vouch for it. Um, back in the days before you had, you know, time constraints, um, we'd play forever. And his, his idea was if you can, you know, put you in as many game situations as you possibly can be. And then you, you know, it's not just practice. It's I've done this in a game already. And, and so he got people prepared in that way. Everybody had been, you know, you had seen, if you're playing 17 innings in an inner squad game every day, you've seen pretty much every, you know, every situation you could possibly be in in a game. And, and you know, the, from that point forward, it was just reacting because you'd already done it. Yep. Um, speaking with Scott Bryant, uh, 1989, Dick Hauser Award winner uh, as one of the – as the nation's uh, top college baseball player. Uh, Scott, uh, you know, it wasn't – baseball for him was a family affair uh, as well. His son, Duran, was a, was a member of the staff. Uh, what do you all? What do you remember? And what do you take away from all your time at Texas with, with and around that family, and and what you took it going forward into your life today? Uh, he, he it was definitely a family affair. Darren was there, and and part of the deal, and and you know even from the assistant coaches, Coach Pathay was there. His two boys, you know, I played with both of his sons, and so that was part of you know Coach Gus's deal was this is, you know, this is more than baseball. It's, it gets you prepared to, you know, for real life, for the most part, it's just kind of the way he coached, he was hard on people and, you know, life's hard. And so you came out of there knowing, you know, what you could handle and what you needed to work on. And, and it, 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 you fall back on it a lot during life. Um, just the fact that, that he, he was he was always there for you, but he was always going to let you know if he was if he expected more out of you. And uh, you know he he told me I made the worst play he'd ever seen in coaching baseball. But you know the <laughs> next day I got another next day I got another shot. So it was it wasn't it wasn't a death sentence to uh, to 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 make a mistake with him, but he was going to let you know about it. <laughs> the worst play he ever saw a guy that coached like two thousand games. That must have been that. That, yeah, that makes you feel pretty good as a baseball player. And the guy coached for that long tells you you've made the best, worst plays ever seen. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, we appreciate you so much and sharing your time uh, about Coach Gus and, and whatnot. But uh, best of luck to you and yours. Uh, we'll be thinking about uh, Coach Gus and his family uh, today. Uh, but sad news, uh, Cliff Gustafson uh, passes away today at 91. And by the way, Scott, I did want to say this. Uh, you said San Antonio. Uh, this South Texas area was particularly fond. Uh, he was particularly fond of South Texas, uh, in my opinion, not only coaching at South Sand, but also uh, being from Kennedy, Texas, which is down in Carnes County, uh, certainly part of his legacy as well. So uh, definitely. That, yeah. Thank you very much, Scott. You have a good one, man. Thanks, Bobby. You too. All right. Take Bye. Care. Speaking now with uh, Longhorn legend Keith Moreland, baseball player, football player, do-it-all athlete at the University of Texas. Uh, Keith, you you uh, knew Gus well, not only during your time there, but after your time at Texas, you've been in the community and uh, been in and around him. What, is, what does today's passing mean to you and the Longhorn baseball uh, program and the Longhorn community as a whole? Well, you know, I, that that is a really difficult answer. Uh, uh, I, first of all, I mean, uh, to the Gustafson family, our deepest condolences. Uh, uh, to all the players, I mean, because all of us are probably in a little bit of uh, disbelief a little bit. You'd say, you know, Coach Gus was that, that, that figure that was out there that, you know, taught us how to win, taught us how to win with honor and dignity or lose with dignity and, and understand how to go about – you know, living life. And he was such a mentor for not the things on the field and off the field. Uh, you know, he, he's just a guy that's going to be best. Now, as a coach, uh, one of the things that uh, he did so well uh, to go with that too is he made each one of us uh, strive to be better. And uh, that, that's that's why, you know, he won as many ball games as he did and, and changed the identity. I mean, the University of Texas has had great coaches, uh, not very many of them either for baseball. They've been playing since the 1880s. And, uh, you know, you replace a legend like Bib Falk and, and then he comes in and, and has his own style different than, uh, I remember, uh, coach Falk telling, uh, you know, you know, everybody's got their own style and coach Gus had his style and, and, uh, you know, it, he just won ball games, and how many ball games did he win a bunch? Cause you look at Omaha, there's, I don't know if anybody's won many more. Yeah, no, he, 17 trips, I believe, is the total. Just incredible. Uh, Keith, the other thing that I was looking at, y'all, Texas baseball won 10 conference championships in a row. I mean, 20, 29 years as head coach at Texas, 22 Southwest Conference championships. You had, you had a run of nine Southwest Conference championships in a row and then 10. That's just, I mean, that, that kind of run is just unheard of. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and there was good baseball played in the South. You know, the Southern United States, they didn't have the facilities now that you have up north. And uh, and so the northern tier of the United States didn't play as much. So you had to play teams in this part of the, of the country. You were going to play really good baseball teams because guys were going to go somewhere that they could play baseball the 1st of February instead of the 1st of April. So, uh, yeah, he, he did He did a great job. And again, it, it, it's, it's, it's about the way he went about his business. He was a guy who, um, you know, he, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't, in, he was in the background of everything. He was slow and steady and just said, we're going to, we're going to do it this way. And he had his style and his, his way and, and, uh, you adapted to it and, and boy, it was so successful and he did it with honor. That's the other thing that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, 
you know, it, it was never a chance where, you know, running up the score or any of those things. He was, uh, he was very straight line and a matter of fact. I, I was speaking with Scott Bryant earlier, uh, and he said that, you know, Coach Gus, what, coached two, almost 2,000 games or whatever. Coach Gus told him one time he had, he had performed the worst play he had ever seen in his 2,000 games or so of coaching before. <laughs> And then he started him the next day anyways. <laughs> yeah, goes, well. Do you, do you have uh, any yeah, of those uh, stories with, with Coach Gus? Uh, well, Coach Gus is going to find a way to, 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 to put his best guys out there. There was no doubt about it. But it, one of the things he taught me that, that I, I took from later on uh, is, is, is a term that I use all the time uh, as a broadcaster is the dip, most difficult outs in the game are outs 25, 26, and 27. And I – you know, we really didn't, even in Major League Baseball at the time, you didn't look at that much at closers of games. That's how the game is involved, and he saw that early. He saw the fact that, you know, those are the hardest outs to get you. You know, you got a five-run lead or a one-run lead, get those last three outs. And that's something that I took to, with me into pro ball and, and understood that as an offensive player, the pitcher and the defense have a ton of pressure on them those last three outs of a game. And, and uh, I, you know, that was just something that he recognized quicker, you know, with the many other things that he brought along in, in college baseball, plus being the guy, the designer, and really the guy that made Dishfalk Field the most perimenter ballpark in America. Nobody in college baseball had anything like it when we opened it in 1975. And he was very instrumental in, in the design of that stadium. Uh, two-time national champion, uh, multiple College World Series, College World Series runner-ups, um, just uh, meant a whale to a, a number of generations. Like I, I graduated Keith uh, from Texas in 1992, and so a generation or a half generation away from you, right? What I find is interesting are these coaches like Gus that impact and people have memories of across generations, right? It happened yes. with Daryl Royal too. Um, you know, you had the guys that were with him. I, I think back to a guy named Bob Moses, who was on a, 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 a successful businessman in Houston, who was on Daryl Royal's very first um, in his very first recruiting class. And then I talked to a guy like Les Koenig, who uh, I'm sure you know, who was on his very last. Right. Yep. And they 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 crossed generations. And Gus was one of those guys. Uh, but y'all always came back together, a lot of you did, in that alumni game. Um, and is that something that he put together for, with you guys and really created that camaraderie across generations? You know, I, I think one of the things that, that Cliff saw is the fact is that uh, there, was a, there was a bunch of us. I mean, it starts with Bert uh, Hooten, who and was in the big leagues and he was willing to come back and he called me and talked about coming back. And then all of a sudden you look up and you had Roger, you had myself, you had Bert, you, you had some guys that were established major league players that, that said, Hey, absolutely. We'll come back and get involved. And, and you know, they're always, you're always looking in collegiate sports to raise money. And uh, you know, they said, Hey, we could, we could come back. And then Cliff uh, before he left said, Hey, we're going to make this thing free. And, you know, it, it became to the point where it wasn't a, something to help raise money. It was more like just acknowledgement of the fans and, and allow some of the other players uh, 
my broadcast partner, Greg Swindell, and I have a great story about the alumni game. It was created in one of the first years that we ever had it. Uh, Cliff had told me before the game, he says, man, I got a left-hander. It's going to be a good one. And he said, I'm going to throw him out there today. And, well, I, I went to the plate with a aluminum bat. <laughs> and I had never, you know, that was not something that I normally did. I didn't bring any bats with me from Chicago because uh, I flew in for the game. And I had taken no BP yet, nothing, and did whatever. So uh, I just went to the plate. And I said, I'm, if he throws me a breaking ball, I got no chance. And I was just looking fastball, and I hit a ball between his legs. It was a line drive to center that almost killed Swindell. And Cliff came over to me and says, no more aluminum bats. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll find a wooden one or get me one, coach. And uh, But it, that game was, you know, he's, he's, he's again, that's that's the creativity of, of Coach Gus. Uh, uh, he was the first guy in the country to do that now. Most of the major uh, universities that, that baseball is such an important factor do the same thing. They bring their guys back the same way and, and try to do the same. And I'm, I'm glad that Coach Pierce and Coach Garrido, uh, after Coach Gus, both have, have uh, kept that intact. It, it's just an opportunity. Now, a lot of times the, the guys that are in the big leagues no more with the contracts and things can't play uh, contractually anymore, uh, which is a shame because they're not going to play long enough to get hurt and they're not going to go any, <laughs> go hard enough, so to speak, to get hurt. But that's hey, that's another story. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's certainly one of part of his legacy. Right. And that's what's we're, we're really trying to celebrate here uh, today. Um, off the field, anything that you really carry with you that you would say that uh, he he reminded you of or had a saying that that you felt was close to you? You know, when I played. Uh, uh, he, he was, he, he gave you, he did such a great job of, 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 of mentoring you, of, of bringing you along as a person, as much as, uh, as a player and the things that you needed to do. And then when I came back as, as one of his assistants, uh, and, and got my degree at the university of Texas, I, I learned more about him as a person and, uh, how much fun he was. I mean, he, he loved to play the guitar. Uh, he, he'd sing a little bit. Uh, everybody's talking about the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and the iced tea, but people don't know that he had a really good personality. And, and some of that, uh, he was so stoic when he was on the field that you, you didn't see that. And, 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 and the person that he was goes a long way with the fact that he was one of the winningest coaches in the history of the game and, and set a tradition that it's going to be hard to ever – uh, overcome or, or forget it will he will never be forgotten here uh, but the thing that probably is, is impressive to me is is how big a mentor he was to so many different people over the course of, of his his career and that just the even the way he got the job Bobby is so impressive it, it, he, he thought somebody was pulling his leg when they said coach Royal wanted to talk to him I mean it's a high school coach from South sand and he takes over and boy, what a hire. Yeah, it was a great hire. And I, I tell you what, you guys, it's, it's, uh, there's a kinship, uh, I think, among Texas baseball players that goes through those generations. I think the alumni game is part of that. I think that having a similar coach at different stages, yeah, uh, as part of that. And, and that it just, it all weaves together into the fabric of what is, uh, Texas football, uh, Texas baseball, in my opinion. Uh, Keith, uh, 
I, I appreciate you. We appreciate you at, at uh, Inside Texas and, and uh, what you've done for the university. And uh, please send our regards to the family. I know you'll talk to those guys. And I will. Uh, uh, best of luck to you and yours uh, during this holiday season. Sad day, but also, uh, you know, remembering a great man or a great influence is always an honor as well. So, Keith, thank uh, you very much. Well, I appreciate that. And, and you're right. Uh, it is. Uh, it's, it's it's a sad moment for the family. He's in a better spot. And the other thing is it's time to celebrate a heck of a life lived. Yep. All right. Keith Moreland, uh, thank you so much. Thank you.